Welcome to the Pirate Stream Dialectical Dissidents, another episode, episode five, in fact, joining again today as the team behind the Pirate Stream, Pirate Stream Media, Scott Armstrong of Rebunked, part of T-Lab, and Courtney Turner of the Courtney Turner Podcast. How are you guys today? What's up, Ryan? <laughs> Hello, well, how are you doing? Uh, fantastic, as always, coming off of a, a hot rip of... Uh, Mr. Hotez and making fun of him for okay. the latter half of the show, but we'll, know, we'll get into that today. I know that was the feature of your last show, but I really wanted to get into that some more because I, oops, oh, yeah. on. I got the rock fin going over here and the audio is Anyway, anyway, so Ryan, you've been crushing it today. This what is your, your third show today. <laughs> yes, it is indeed. Yeah, plenty, yeah. plenty to do these days. That's awesome. But, That's yeah, awesome. There's, there's just always no, no shortage of stuff to talk about mm-hmm. today, but mm-hmm. uh, we can get into that for sure because there's no yep. shortage of having fun of making fun of somebody who is truly doing evil in the world i yep. would argue from my yep. perspective and then coming out and and smugly laughing off some really basic health t- discussions but yep. uh it, but in general before we get into all that how was your guys you know your christmas and everything you guys have a good uh, a good break hopefully from all the madness in the world yeah courtney what'd you do um i went to uh i went to a friend's house and she cooked and had a bunch of people over yeah it was really nice cool so yeah just chill. very like low-key quiet yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same here. I had a couple of buddies. We're all kind of new to the area. All of our families are elsewhere. And yeah. so we all got together. We ordered Chinese food and we watched nice. like conspiracy videos all day. So we were watching videos about giants uh, mm-hmm. and like, like some interesting stuff there. Like, you know, like yeah. the, some lost civilization stuff mm-hmm. and then a little child trafficking stuff just to, to top it off. Just right? to and round like, it off. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. So there you was go. Was Tartaria so. in there? Is that the lost civilization? I mean, there was a little, it was a little bit of Tartaria a little bit, but uh, yeah. 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 You know, it's fun. Right. It's fun. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, it, just it's just so important. In, you know? It's so important to, to have these, you know, we all need to take our breaks from all this, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just so important to, have a nice moment with family or friends and and just appreciate what's important like i couldn't i i tried not to get involved that was you know what did you do, yeah, what'd you do oh, Ryan? Just, just spent time with the family you know just mm-hmm. had like well the 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 weather was a little bit complicated because my parents were my mom specifically was really afraid to drive but we ended oh. up connecting because it was really it got really uh wasn't as bad as in, in nashville franklin as you guys know but it got really bad in tennessee apparently like some really intense, yeah, for a strong, serious weather. A lot of people have the power out too. Yeah, I heard some rolling blackouts. Um, I heard some people got emails about how they were going to intentionally be doing rolling blackouts, which is interesting. <laughs> that makes sense, um, right? Once, yeah, I, uh, I I was told to drip the faucets, right? So I drip the faucets, and I had the faucets going, but I, I only turned on the cold side, so I didn't even think to like do it in the middle. So like both sets of uh, pipes were able to drip and so whenever i went to turn on the hot side that there was no hot water because the hot side was frozen so i was like oh okay well, that's nice that's crazy yeah i know i know so i've never anyway. done that yeah. i mean I, then, I, put, I put a rag over my my faucet outside mm-hmm. but i've never done anything on the inside never had yep. a pop. maybe i'm yep. stupid and then my washing machine uh <laughs> like, apparently the, the <laughs> no. intakes the intakes of the washing machine froze so i haven't been able to do laundry all weekend which was the plan and so <laughs> i'm wearing this sweatshirt for like the third day in a row but that's okay. nice nice it's our, hey look it's our sweatshirt look at there you Ooh, go. It's, it's the winning. only one in existence. It's the only one in existence. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I did have some nice time though, in general, just to, to see the family. And that's kind of the point is just that we need to try to break away from all this every now and again. You know, I saw a lot of negative comments on Twitter about, you know, like, uh, you know, who, who basically who don't you wish a Merry Christmas to kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going like, why, why do you feel the need to come in the middle? Like of all days, you know, lean into it. Let's be better. At least this day, like I said, maybe it'll, 
bleed into the rest of the year, you know, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, but... Just an amnesty. Let's just have an amnesty yeah, on Christmas Eve. But wasn't that the story? Like, did, like in the revolutionary war didn't like they, they call an amnesty, yeah. Yeah. but then that was when they, yeah. they floated up the Delaware and like crawled into the British camp, and, like slid all right, the right. and they were supposed to have like amnesty. Day. So there you go. So I don't know. That's the thing, but we always love to romanticize the history, right? It's yeah. like that, that was a scam and you got tricked, right? Like, yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you guys had a great holiday. It's just important to to see the good in the world while this negative stuff is happening. You you brought something up interesting there that I wasn't planning on getting into, but I want your thoughts about this. I forgot to ask you guys this. Did you guys end up watching the Ancient Apocalypse Netflix series? Seems like everybody did for the most part. No, I've had people tell me I need to watch it, but I have not seen it. Yeah, I'm usually really, really resistant to Netflix. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll I'll watch them, you know, to see what we're talking about. But it's like I find it really difficult to believe you're getting truth through Netflix of any kind, right? But it yeah. was it's interesting because it really does tap into some stuff that I was kind of surprised to see them going into. It's kind of like the forgotten history stuff we've talked about before, mm. you know, about the real history and how basically all summing. I, I recommend people check it out because I'm Graham. Graham right. uh, Hancock has some good information, I would argue. But that basically that um, really that the just it questions the entire history of what we think of as our history as human as, as the human species and that there's proof evidence of of these civilizations that had no way of communicating that they they did in times before it was thought possible and it's really interesting and he has been attacked that's the interesting part to me from like every mainstream platform just going so far out of their way to make fun and attack and belittle the off guardian had a great article about this and it just makes you question whether it's like they want you to look into this more or maybe he was it just i don't know what do you guys think about how the media you know just just like these whole scale hit pieces on people because of stuff like that it's interesting I mean, I feel like anything on Netflix is compromised, hundred percent. And so, whatever yeah. they're propping up is part of their agenda, or it's a distraction, or something, man. Like they're they're all bad. Like you know, you you know about uh, Mark Randolph, the co-founder of Netflix. Yeah, his, he's the nephew of yes, Edward Bernays. Yes, his name. Oh, is went to my alma mater, actually. Yeah. Mark Hamilton Bernays College. Randolph, the great uh, the great nephew yeah. of the guy who invented propaganda. So there you go. So he's also a nephew of Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud, exactly. So yeah. they're just running Great scams, nephew. man. They're just running scams. But anyway. Yeah. And, and draw lines between Bernays and like everything we're doing. Everything. And people and family, eugenics. And it's just like yes. everywhere you look. But well, since neither of you have seen it, so it's more it's I would be interested to get your takes on on what you think. And because, you know, I agree wholeheartedly. That's what I think. Like in the beginning, it's like eh, Netflix. I'm not going to put too much stock in it. But just kind of the way that they went about it. It, just the way off, off guard, you did a great job writing about it. It's just really interesting because it's almost like maybe this was designed to put this to bed. Maybe there is more to this. Like I mm-hmm. think historically the real point for me is that I think nothing's off the table these days, like mm-hmm. whole, like entire concepts of what we think we understand gravity. I don't know your history. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just like, don't believe these things, but it's like, why wouldn't we feel the need to question them, especially today with like, look at the whole conversation of vaccine safety. I mean, that thing's falling apart left and right. Mm-hmm. We should be questioning flu and everything before it now. And people are. No, it's, yeah. it's interesting. Also, what I really don't understand is that people take these presuppositions as face value and as if they're fact when, in fact, they're theory. You know, right. Richard right. Feynman, the scientist, had said that there are, there are many uh, there are many qu- questions that cannot be answered, but there are no answers that cannot be questioned. And right. I feel like that's what we really need to uh, bring back to the surface. People need to understand that everything should be questioned and it, especially theories though like you bring up gravity for instance i mean we really just take that for for granted that that is in fact a fact Mm -hmm. when no it's actually a theoretical model and there's no reason why with new uh scientific discovery or just in just the human curiosity can't question it 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. What, what's interesting is is the, I mean, the idea of I mean, any of these things. I mean, like I'm laughing in my head right now as as you say this. It's like I can see this being framed by the corporate nonsensical people. You know, PowerStream denies gravity. It's like it's like right, right. say that, or are we just willing to question things? You know, and it's like mm-hmm. I agree. I think to, to your point about the theory. I mean, I think I think you might have even been the one that brought this up on our last show. Is which, by the way, we, people, clearly people are enjoying our shows, which are great to see. We're getting a lot of lot of traction on Rumble and so on. Yay. But the, you know, the, it's consensus. Which, if you understand the word, doesn't mean fact even remotely. It just means no. the people mm-hmm. have agreed in the the upper echelons to think that that is the case. And so, it's, you know, I love that clip about the the peer reviewed science versus normal because it just shows you that if you only trust the consensus, you're never going to learn anything new. And historically it's almost always been false when it gets to a new change, you know, it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. And here's the really funny thing about consensus, but I think it's like 99.9% of scientists agree with those that fund them. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or there's also the idea of just going with the herd, the herd mentality, right? You don't want to yeah, be the yeah. one person who questions everything. And so people are more, I think that the, I was just talking about this with someone earlier about how, people's cognitive dissonance is on full blast when they feel like they're there's a potential of being alienated from the herd mm-hmm. you know like if, if so automatically like it's it's like whether it's subconscious or not like your that information won't be accessible to you if like your subconscious recognizes it as a, something that will put you out on the pasture if you fully believe in this concept you know yeah well, and that is actually oh so sorry you, you can go oh i was just gonna say really quickly that that's actually a, a survival mechanism yeah. mm-hmm. because it's hardwired into to human being because in you know, prehistoric man, if you were left out of the herd, then I your know. life was actually in danger. So that's still hardwired in us. We haven't evolved beyond that. Well, it's so. worth mentioning here. So I've talked about this on my show before. So I f- apologize for any of my listeners that have heard me say this story a million times, but I don't think I've talked about it here. And there's a larger audience. And so uh, my friend, uh, Adam, does a great show called Deborah Gets Red Pilled. Have I told you guys about this at all? I don't know if I told you about this. So the show is called Deborah Gets Red Pilled. And the whole premise is that it's his mother-in-law, Deborah, who lives in San Francisco. She's like, you know, hardcore, like lefty, like hates Trump with every fiber of her being, believes every word that's on CNN, like just classic textbook. But she's awesome. She's like a cult hero because she's open-minded and she's willing to come on and have these conversations. So the whole premise of the show is um, Adam brings on all these experts. Like he'll bring like, you know, Charlie Robinson, uh, Ryan, have you ever been on that show before? No, Deborah but I'm trying to get a connection okay. going. It's just it's funny, like that see the evolution of yeah. how she's changed and so. Well, on. well, here's the thing: is that like she has changed. She's opened her mind quite a bit about some things, but um, it's such an interesting case study into the mind of of somebody who is mm-hmm. in that paradigm. Because mm-hmm. you know, we we think that you know we can just send an article or send like the right video. If we can just get them to watch this one video, it'll change their mind. But what this shows is that he can literally spend hundreds and hundreds of hours of bringing the leading experts on all these topics from all over the world to sit down and have deep, in-depth conversations about these topics. And it's still not enough to change somebody's mind on it, right? Whether it's not – but, like, you know, changing the mind is not necessarily the end result, but it's just having these conversations and and fleshing these ideas out. But – Part of it too is that now looking at that, they've they've analyzed. Okay, so Deborah, what is it about you? Like, why why are these things like not? What is it like? What's going on? And so they've determined that it's a matter of codependency. Codependency hmm. is kind of the issue where she admits that she is just not able to entertain these thoughts. She's not even allowed to have these thoughts enter her brain and entertain them to be true because it would alienate her from her friends, her family, her 
her, you know, like her husband and all this stuff. Like her husband hates that she does the show. And it's like, you know, her, her friends don't even know, like some of them don't even know that she does the show because she's desperately afraid that they'll find out and think that she's like a crazy Trump supporting, like all this stuff. Like, and so they, to avoid the label of being like a critical thinker, that's like a lot of what keeps people trapped in that because they don't want to be perceived as being something different than their friend circle, which is crazy. I mean, that's yeah. it right there. This touches on exactly what I think I've been kind of circling. Like, like I keep saying that the corporate discussion, mainstream, they're framing objectivity as extremism, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is what we're kind of talking about is where she is so desperately afraid to to step into that realm. Like you said something a moment ago that I wrote down that's interesting, that nobody wants to be the only one questioning everything. And right. th- that's how that's being framed as the, the irritating one, object, irritatingly objective, right? Constantly going, right. but what about the, and go, oh God, here comes Ryan with the questioning, you know, the like, well, wait a minute. It's like, why is it wrong to be the one pointing out that we mm-hmm. should be asking a question? Because I think that's one of the biggest agendas right now. Like imagine these group, these social engineers sitting around going, okay, well, we're doing a good job from you know making people question the facts but what could we do to make them like whether or not it's proven to get them to not even care about the facts and this is where we are today where they're being engineered to be like you know oh i don't want to be that one i don't want to be the one person raining on everyone's parade all the twitter files we're all being saved you know and that's that's what it feels like so it's interesting and so we're that whole I'd, i'd like to you know what they should do and maybe they have do like a 30 minute kind of like compilation of like her mm. evolution to the end and like use it as a case study to show you that no matter what you're doing, there are people that are like, they've already made their mind up to not engage with it, no matter how much you prove because of what you just said and, yeah. and other reasons we could discuss too. Very, very interesting. Yeah. So I just want to, yeah, everybody should go check out that show. It's fantastic. It's called Deborah gets red pilled on your podcast player. It's just a really, really good show. Adam's hilarious. You know, he's just very nice. dead, deadpan humor. Um, just a fantastic show. And, and it'd be worth going back and like around the seventies, like episode like 72, three, four, five <laughs> around there is when they really kind of went through some really hard time, you know, and like they were hitting, like, it's a very powerful, like emotional journey that, that they've been on. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's a great show. So can't, I can't recommend mm-hmm. it enough. So. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, so let, let's go ahead and start with something I had pulled up that I thought kind of that kind of relates to that, <clears throat> and somebody that I've, that I've made fun of before, really. But uh, th- this is a not not hotel. Oh we'll, darn. We'll get, okay. We'll get, hey, I like making fun of Ben Shapiro too. So this is great. Yeah. Well, here, seeing as how this this is actually overlapped and related, we'll get to we'll get to hotels next in maybe some Twitter files conversation and stuff. But so here's what's interesting. I've already made this point, Ben Shapiro you know, basically like we were all lied to. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, many of us were very aware that that was happening. And we were not many about there aren't journalists and they're not doctors and scientists. So how did they know, Ben? Like, how did they know? And mm-hmm. you were still being lied to, you know, because you're listening to people and not doing your due diligence, which is the opposite of what a journalist should do. Now, I'm not saying that's what he does everywhere. In fact, I, I find Ben to be a smart guy. It doesn't mean I agree with what he's saying in most cases, but he's a smart person. We can all see that he's educated and, you know, he, he, he's very masterful when it comes to maneuvering an, a, 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 a debate. And in, yeah. it's where you could argue that he might even be wrong, but he, the way he, he's, that, that's intelligence. No matter how you spin that, right? But yep. I don't agree. Like, I think it's almost what you're pointing out, Scott, is that he, however you play it out, he was thought he was listening to the right people, you know, whatever it is. My point is, Instead of engaging with this, like we keep pointing out and going back and going, OK, well, wait a minute, as Ben, like, so I was I was being lied to. But then how did these average people know this? You can't mm-hmm. just go like the Scott Adams style and be like, they were wrong, even though they were right, because they couldn't have known. Like, that's just kind of childish. Right. So mm-hmm. what, what I think what he's doing, apparently, is seeking out those out there that made the same choice. 
And 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 you see, today I spoke with Dr. Robert Malone about yeah. both of our decisions. Both of our decisions. You see how this is being played, yep. and yep. our government's gaslighting propaganda. Because see, we were all fooled, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what this is to me. Yeah, and I find that to be really interesting. So before I go any further, give me what your take on that, just in general. Well, he's good. I, well, I have a lot of thoughts on that. Um, but speaking of like what he's doing here, he's doing kind of the same thing with the whole Ukraine argument. I don't know if you've seen his tweets on that. Oh, I haven't. But, He's saying how, uh, you know, like our government absolutely should be sending money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how he's even saying it with a straight face. I agree with you. He's an intelligent person. I'm not denying that. But and he's very masterful with the art of debate. Mm -hmm. But there's either something he's completely missing or he's serving some sort of, you know, interests that are not aligned, I think, with the, the people. Probably isn't, his, isn't his wife a doctor also? So there's that element of like, you know, his wife's completely entrenched in the medical establishment. So he, she probably has lots of views about it. So he doesn't want to well, go off the reservation in terms of right, you know, alienating right. himself from his wife. Like, Yeah, well, and his wife was very influential in him taking it initially yeah. and, you know, convincing him that you, you don't want to be an anti-vaxxer, quote unquote. Uh, and that was a huge part of his uh, narrative in the beginning. He kept saying, you know, I'm not an anti-vaxxer and we mm-hmm. vaccines are amazing. And he God. kept defending the vaccine. And I think at this point, it's just that he has to dig his heels in because he otherwise he looks like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And but he does this with everything that, that this is this is a pattern <laughs> for him. I, well, I mean, he did it with Trump, right? He was a never Trumper. And so instead of acknowledging that maybe he may have, a, you know, the, I, he not even wrong, been wrong, but just maybe that his perspectives could have shifted based on new evidence. He digs his heels deeper. And yeah. I feel like he's doing that with the Ukraine argument. He's doing this with the vaccine argument. And I absolutely agree with you that he's trying to corral others who may have made the same, which is so antithetical to journalism. And even if he's not a journalist, like you would think that just the, the, for, I hate this term because you know you're either uh, you're you either have integrity or you don't. But for the purpose of intellectual integrity, right, intellectual honesty, you would think that you would then weigh the new evidence, and then you might admit that hey, there were other people who didn't have who had the same information I had mm-hmm. and made different choices, and we reamed them, and we you know we made fun of them, and we gaslit them. And instead of coming out and saying, hey, like you saw something that we didn't, maybe we had a blind spot or maybe we were, you know, convinced by the quote unquote experts like the doctors and scientists. And now we realize that with this new evidence that maybe you guys were seeing things, you know, that we didn't see more clearly. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think, Scott? Ah, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, that, that all makes a lot of sense for sure. Um I mean, all I'm saying is that watch out Daily Wire because Pirate Street Media <laughs> take a large chunk there of your market go. share. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> there, there we go. Well, what's interesting about the choices, I mean, there's so many ways you could look at this. You know, you can go back to that time frame, you know, and, yeah. and, and it, they're, they're, we're, not, we're not just talking about people who made different choices. You know, there no. were doctors, as you guys know, that came out early, Dr. Mikovits, Dr. Buttar, all these early ones that came out and were like, look, I'm not saying this as opinion. We're looking at the source material. We're looking at data. We're looking at evidence, yes. past actions, you know? And so it, cause I, you're right to say that, right? There are, you could look at other people that just simply had a different perspective and went a different way. And in that yeah. argument, we should be acknowledging that even then people like Ben were acting like they didn't have a right to make their own choice. 
Like that's wild. But then even further, you could point that there were doctors at that time, as we know, that were cutting into this and being like, but wait a minute, this isn't as clear as they think it is and so on. And so all we were doing was going, okay, well, here's an alternative opinion. And guess what? We weren't supposed to look at that back then. Remember, we were being yelled at and say, oh, dangerous, dangerous. And that's why, because Ben followed the herd. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and the other thing too, I mean, he he brings Malone up as you know to give him credibility to lend credibility to his his stance, right, and and to his actions. But interestingly, Malone, my podcast had said that you know he used to think that he had to advocate for the vaccine in the cases of people like the elderly population or those who might be vulnerable, and he actually said he can no longer say that, right? But now he's going back to that. Mm. He's gone back to defending it, and he's very much defending that vaccine and all vaccines. So yeah. that's Malone has that's- Malone has. I didn't realize yeah. that. Are you? Yeah, you know? he has waffled a little bit, and and it's and this is this is. I'll be quite frank. I mean, this is why I, I I've always been a little bit. You know, there's some skepticism there, but I you sure. we, we have it, I think we all have it with pretty much everybody. Sure, but the way that that changed a little bit, even early on. Here's an interesting point: when I had him on for the first time. Mm-hmm. He pushed back on the concept of, and it was a peer-reviewed study. I've shown this many times, talking about how the people that got sick in the very beginning, and this was before most of the population had been injected, were already showing that they had immunity, natural immunity that was lasting, durable, and robust, even against the new variants of concern. And I brought this up to him, and I said, well, doesn't that, that's right there shows you that people are, you know, that it's not, it's only the other side. And he goes, well, no, no. And then about three weeks later, a month later, he came, he was on Twitter and he then started making that same point. And I said, great. And I wasn't trying to be like a gotcha moment. I just right, think right. He eventually saw more of the information and he said, oh, okay, this does make sense. Sure. So I have seen that evolve, but at any point now with all the stuff we see to, to be arguing that this is any like, beneficial for literally anybody I don't know how you could make an honest argument of that right now. I know Malone is aware of all the other research. Now, you can argue he disagrees with it, but you can't mm-hmm. pretend like this. I mean, just the myocarditis alone, mm-hmm. alone, this is not beneficial. That, I mean, how can you have peer-reviewed studies, systematic reviews, a peer review, all these different groupings saying that the, these are a net harm? Yeah, and yet, net I, harm. I could go on forever, but well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say net harm. That's the big one. I'm working on a Substack article right now with the title net harm. Like right. you've been covering a lot of that. And like McCullough just came out with something too. You know, it's like, you know, that's the whole, the basis of this. Like the thing you pointed out is a few episodes back talking about the, um, the idea of it takes 30,000 or something like that, 30 or 40,000 fourth or third booster shots in order to save one potential right. hospitalization. Man. And then out of those 30,000 injections, how many people are just getting wrecked? Yeah. By you name it, myocarditis, like McCullough's new one is all about all of the neurological stuff that's happening, just like the spars. Which you, I wrote about. in this my article. Crazy. Yeah. I, yes, and, I, yep, yep, yep. In both of my articles, I talked about that. They, they predict, predicted the prions disease, which is right. a neurological, right. and that's the, you know, misfolded proteins. So, yep. Look at this. So, yeah. So, this is for young adults, too. So, we're not even talking about like. <laughs> Not even like, you know, the, the, the target adult over 65, whatever, whatever they're, they're trying to make claim that this is a net positive for, but it's like the net harm. Like we can make, like, we should make like screw freaking Stu Peters and all his little documentaries. We should make a documentary called net harm or yeah, yeah. net harm, dude. That'd be, be just dead on. Just nail them, nail them. Fact after fact after fact. It's like, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. This is killing people. Knock it off. Hotez. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is the kind of crazy madness. You can't engage with the, with the information the way he is and not in, and not and pretend like this isn't here. And right. there's also the, the last one we just looked at was I'm not going to try to find it. I'll probably lose take too much time. But there was the one that was talking about 
18 different systematic reviews. There was like 64 different peer-reviewed studies, another 30-something with control groups, and all of them combined, it was like these things are hurting people. I mean, yeah, that one was a preprint. But of course, those ones seem to magically never be able to be peer-reviewed somehow. You know, they just sit there at the preprint server. But you're right. I mean, this stuff is mind-blowingly obvious. And like, this is the point Scott was making, you know, that it takes just just right here, 31 to 42,000 young adults, each having three shots to prevent one hospitalization. I mean, just, and, that, and that comes along with at least 18 serious adverse events. That's death, hospitalization. I mean, just, there's no way to misunderstand what that's showing you, you know, and this is peer-reviewed yeah. British Medical Journal, Journal of Medical Ethics. Anyway, back to the point was, uh, this point was about, about uh, Malone. What did I, what, what are you laughing? No, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. Just, I just want to make the point about Maloney or what he's saying to go back to the original tweet was that, yeah. you know, so now it's about trying to conflate this with, you know, we look, we all made the same decisions, but Malone really didn't though, right? Because Malone was speaking about, out about this long before, or rather half the time that, that uh, Ben here was screaming that these things were the right thing to do. Malone had already shifted his tune. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just really embarrassing to try to conflate those, but this is what a lot of them are going to do. And, you know, he needs to speak with a lot of these other people that have been calling this out from the very beginning, but I doubt he will. In any case, I think that yeah. was the uh, only other part. I was going to, oh, these are the Twitter files. Well, here, let's just go to your, go to the hotest part then, since that yeah. is the next yeah. logical. Play, play the clip, play the clip first before you go to the, yeah. Yeah, play the okay. clip first. That's just all, here's what I said about I just, it. At least part of, at least part of the clip. No, let's play the whole thing. Okay, it's, let's, it's, do it. just, let's do you it. You have let's to watch all this to understand how ridiculous it is. This is as embarrassing as it seems. This is how easy it is to expose these clowns today. And it really is. Just, my God, Joe Rogan just. And this was, uh, this was early on in the pandemic or the, the lockdown, right? Wasn't it? Wasn't it like, um, what, what I don't is? know when this, well, when this episode was, this, I remember this episode was from a while back. This yeah, no, with I, Hotez. I, yeah, and I don't. I actually thought it was a newer one. I'm not sure. Maybe. It's it really irrelevant. It's the fact that any person in this position would make these arguments. But yeah, go. Well, I'll play it if you want to find out. We can let them know afterward. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Play, okay. play, play, play away. Do you take care of your immune system in other ways? Do you take probiotics? Are you cautious about your diet? Um, I'm not as cautious about my diet as I. Should be. I'm a junk foodaholic, uh, actually. Well, that seems like a terrible thing for your health. It, it, it is a terrible thing for my health and something my wife is uh, working on. But that seems basis. ridiculous for someone who works with health. Yeah. Yeah. What's sometimes, going on with you, man? Sometimes, man, I just don't sometimes. get it right. <laughs> How often? What? How often? How often do I steal a bag of chips or something like that? How often like do that? you eat? garbage uh every i don't day? know no no hopefully not every day but you know hopefully so, not every day. Yeah, maybe a couple of times a week oh know. that's like, what with rachel my uh my daughter with autism that's like our thing is to go to the uh, it's called the burger joint or to um shake shack to get mm -hmm. a to get a cheeseburger we'll stick, sneak some fries so mm, so you live in large we call it like that mouth pleasure so much, you're willing to sacrifice a little bit. Of I health. am, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I, I can, I have to concede that's the case. Well, there's, I mean, I don't have to tell you, but there's a, a large body of data that connects poor diet to a host of diseases. Mm -hmm. That seems like a t crazy decision for a guy in your line of work. There you go. Sometimes the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the, it's not all brain. It's. Uh, it, it's something else. But, I mean, if you ate healthy food, I mean, you, the thing is your body starts craving healthy food. You start feeling Yeah, no, no question. Results. No question about it. Do you take vitamins? I don't take vitamins. Really? Yeah. I don't wow. Take, I don't think they do. I don't think they're needed. Because most in the, Amer in the American – in the American, Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. You don't think they're needed while you're eating junk food? 
Well, you know, ho- hopefully I'm not only eating junk food, yeah, right? but you know there's a large body of clinical mm-hmm. research on the efficacy of vitamins, mm-hmm. especially vitamins D, vitamins I, I B, have taken vitamin D for periods for and the periods. recommendation of my internist. Yeah. Yeah. What about essential fatty acids, which mm-hmm. are great for your brain, fish oil, uh, all these different things that are fantastic uh, I'm, for I'm not going to I'm not going ar- to argue with you. What you is got going you, on you, with you, you, doctor? you got you got it hand, you got on, you got man. it over me. Yeah. You got to yeah. sw- listen, but it would you would have a much better argument, don't you think? You're, you're, you're making my wife stay here. So. If you're taking care of yourself a hundred percent instead of but you just still need, but you still need your vaccines. I'm sure you do, but <laughs> vaccines aren't going to prevent cancer. No, that's true. Right, that's and true. You, there's a lot of diseases or that, diabetes or cardiovascular sure. disease. Or and a lot of these diseases yeah. are connected directly to diet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. and other lifestyle ch- changes. Yeah, good Sed- exercise, sedentary life. I try to go on the treadmill for thirty minutes. You try. Every morning. I do it. Actually, I'm pretty good about that. Yeah, thirty minutes every morning. Why don't you just treadmill. go for an actual walk? It's more interesting. I do that too. So you have a I dog? do. I do no, but I do about thirty minutes on the treadmill in the morning, and then I uh, and my I take a long walk with my wife in the evening. Oh, that's good. But it, you know the the thing that knocks the crap out of you is the travel. Yes, I find that very frustrating because you don't I exercise, do and then you eat. You don't eat well, well, and you don't control the diet as well. So that's um, well. I have a solution to that, mm-hmm. and eat well and exercise. Those those are solutions to that. Just yeah. do it. You right. know, I treat it like I'm brushing my teeth. I brush my teeth every day. Yeah, I exercise every day too. Yeah. So when I travel, I don't have an option. When I land, I go to the gym. This is how it goes. I land. I get in my hotel room. I put my shorts on. Yeah, yeah, I do that I too. To I do that too. When it's I the can. only yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. If you have to do it, if you if you say this is just what gets done, right. this is how you do it. Yeah, I try to be really compulsive about that. So yeah, I have it written out. I know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Especially if if the if it's great if the hotel has a good gym, the hotel you know if they have weights and a bunch of different. Or I'll run outside if if we don't have it. You run? Yeah. Do you? Not very well, but no. Uh, but you do. Okay. Yeah. We got to get yeah. you healthy, buddy. Yeah. Can't be pushing only chemicals in injectable forms to facilitate health. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair. Not chemicals. They're vaccines. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's in them? What? It's not, I mean, it's some sort of chemical. No. No, they're antigens, right? They're right. they're. What's they're the fluid? Mac- macromolecules. What's the liquid stuff? Uh, typically, it would be saline or you know salt water. And... Right. Okay. Wow. Wow. wow! Well, there's a lot to lot to point out in there. Yeah. Did you guys know? Yeah. Did you guys uh, have you guys ever heard of the Rogan height converter? You guys ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's well, there's a unit of measurement, and it's called a Rogan, and one Rogan is equivalent to three point three three inches, because apparently that's allegedly how tall Joe Rogan is is three point three three inches. Mm-hmm. So if you go to roganheightconverter.com, you can enter your height and you can figure out how tall you are in Rogans. Very that's interesting. Funny. Wow. Yeah. I guess well, that's what happens when you have that big of a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for people. Yeah. No, that's hilarious. There's so good. What do you guys give me your comments? I went to town on this today. I've talked twice about this today. I talked with Al Zamaro too. So this is just, it's just so ridiculous. <sighs> what, what's the first thing that stood out to you? And there's well, like the a, first I, thing that stood out to me, uh, I guess not the first because it was toward the end, but when he was asking about the chemicals, right? And he's like, oh no, there's no chemicals, it's antigen. Oh, really? What are the adjuvants? Really? Uh, it's all saline? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we know that's a blatant lie. Yeah. Uh, either he doesn't know, which would be crazy. How does he not know what the adjuvants in vaccines are? And mm-hmm. to say that it's saline? No, saline wouldn't even be a conductor f- for most of these things. Right. 
I mean, they barely even use saline for the placebo anymore, right? So exactly. it's just mind-blowing. Like I, what you said there is important. Either he doesn't know that, which would be alarming, or right. he's lying to you. I mean, either way you spin that, I don't know how you could think that's settled. You know, that's unsettling. The guy who's literally pushing this, and I, as I read today on the show, he's literally calling for a global action. And he, he even lists, he even mentions the sustainable development goals, white mm. support, uh, the uh, right-wing extremism, like all these weird foreign policy overlaps like we've been talking about. And this was mm. August 2022, calling for global UN action to stop people like us from saying things like this, not even taking action. <laughs> he's saying what we're doing here, he termed it as a global killer. I mean, my God, yeah. that's crazy. You know, it's interesting. So some context here, that episode, I just looked it up. It's um, it, that was from March 10th, 2019. So this is okay. a, a, exactly a year yeah. before all the chaos. That's, that's important, actually. And then and then the next episode he was on was March 31st, 2020. But he was uh, zoomed in. I, I, I pulled it up real quick. And so it was like a zoom interview that Rogan did. But uh, see how much you want to bet he wouldn't have said that the way he did today. Yeah. Right. Because that's pretty ridiculous, especially from the way he's pushing all this stuff. So it's that's yeah. interesting. Thanks for looking that up, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. And it's just like. It's just such a joke, man. It's just like the, how he throws it in there, like that he's getting put on blast for his overall health, you know, and 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 then just like, well, well you still got to take your vaccines, you know. It's just such chicken shit, man. Yeah, well, it's just it's in it's so disingenuous too. Like, I mean, I mean, the point at the end I think is really important, so the, the chemical or not, but like the, this idea that he is undermining the very concept of like the basis of health. Mm-hmm. And then pushing something that at best, like, are you pretending there's never been a vaccine that was turned out to be bad or that was pulled because it was more dangerous than it was helpful? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a good mil- is so many examples of that. And I think we're living through one right now. Right. So it's just for them to argue that just like vaccines as a tire category are somehow the best thing since sliced bread. Don't even run or exercise. You know, just eat. Just take your vaccines. I mean, just everything about that is alarming. And I, mm-hmm. for me, it becomes the most alarming when you realize what he's pushing on the other side of this. You know, the, yes. the, I mean, I can just bring it up so we can include it. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I put another tweet in the private chat here. You should pull up that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eluc- right elucidate, elucidates all of the COVID vaccine ingredients. So if you guys didn't know. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of those ingredients, I haven't looked at it yet, but I know, uh, you know, because I've done quite a bit of research on this, but a there lot of the. That's oh, right that, that's funny. Um, but that, <laughs> it's true. That is partially true, at least with the, the recent ones. But. A lot of the ingredients are um, food ingredients, and this is why we've had such a surge in allergies. So I, I take a particular interest in this because my sister is anaphylactic, mm. and ingredient she's anaphylactic in particular to uh, legumes like peanuts, uh, but a lot of other nuts. And but she's you know anaphylactic is where she can go into a uh, shock that could be deadly, right. and. Ingredient number 67 in most of like traditional vaccines is peanut. And the reason why it has this uh, allergenic response is because your body goes into a trauma state because you're our bodies are designed to ingest it through the digestive process, but we're not designed to have it injected intravenously. So things like eggs are really allergenic these days. Eggs are one of the primary ingredients in vaccines. Um, and so your body uh, sees this intravenously and has a trauma response to try and protect itself against it. And then when you ingest it at a later date, it remembers it and has a, it triggers a, you know, an allergic reaction. So, yeah. and, and we're seeing that. And the other thing that, that like killed me when he was saying, when he was talking about his autistic kid and how they go mm. for junk food, there's so much evidence that diet is like one of the, first things you can do to improve uh, autistic symptoms. So why on earth would you be perpetuating uh, 
that suffering. I, yeah. Or even just the vaccine like overlap. Let's not dance around that. I mean, we all know that yep. there's very clear evidence at the very least linking autism to these injections. And oh, that's yeah. Peer reviewed science. The fact that he's willing to sit there and say that when he knows that's not the case. And I'm not talking about the clip we saw, but the yeah. there's a previous interview where he's, where he's talked about this stuff. And it's, I mean, it, 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 he actually discusses specifically his daughter. Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing an echo. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting an echo too. I am. I don't know whose end. Ooh. It's okay. It might be mine. Go ahead and keep going. Okay. Yeah. yeah but then we also know that, uh, so yes, the, the link between vaccines and autism that has been, you know, there's lots and lots of studies on that, but then also the studies on the role that diet plays in, uh, you know, either uh, the worsening the symptoms of autism or then, you know, alleviating them. So why wouldn't you, that's something you actually can take some control over. Why wouldn't you do that for your child? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's so frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Kirsch, I, there was another tweet that popped up earlier that I was looking at that it was a World Health Organization thing where they were promoting Hotez today. And Kirsch had made, he reiterated his offer once again. He always has these offers on the table, like, monet, like he will pay you. I can't remember what it is now, but like there was one point he was offering like a million dollars for any of these people to just come debate him on any of the vaccine safety, efficacy, any of that stuff. Like, right. that is such a huge. Just, uh, you know, that's such a huge point that we can always just drive home. It's like, well, why won't these people debate? The only thing they have in their tool belt is to deplatform, censor, debank, call us conspiracy theorists and call us anti-vaxxers. Like that's the only, and now that they've lost the ability to just broad brush, like deplatform us because we've built our own infrastructures. You know, we have all these free speech, uh, you know, friendly, I would say platforms at least. Um, You know, a lot of people are building out their own infrastructure. That's something I really want to do with our project is to build our own infrastructure. Right. Right, right. But also, um, you know, so we're becoming more resilient and censorship mm-hmm. resistant, but also now Twitter's opened back up for the most part. You know, who knows how long that's going to last? And and I know that there's <laughs> issues within that, too. And I know there's issues within that, too. Not everybody. Not everybody has gotten their channel back. I will admit. Yes. Yes. Courtney has not yet. I have not. But but on top of it. But but so now but they're losing their tools. And literally the last like all they have left now is their rhetoric of saying we're conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers. That's it. And that's the big push they're doing now is like, you know, they're really leaning into the whole, okay, now we need to legislate against anti-vaxxers and legislate against misinformation because like, you know, they're, they're, they're running out of options and the truth is like overwhelming them. They're getting overwhelmed with the truth right now. Right. So, I, anyway. agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to grab that other article. Um, well, I was just going to say, so that, this is the joke that I said is like, you know, in, in response to yours was just that, Hey, Hotez, I think Kirsch wants to debate you. Uh, I hear there might be money on the table, but he will pay you in chips. If you want, he will give you potato <laughs> chips. He'll, That's he'll pay, great. He'll pay you in potato chips if you want. Well, you know, what's great about this is Steve has been doing this for a long time and you're right. I mean, it's so embarrassing to watch how like they act like they're above reproach. Like we can't right. engage with the lowly likes of Mr. Steve Kirsch. Like it's just such an embarrassing admission that you can't defend your ideas on a public platform, you know? And that's the truth because you're right, because it's easy. And I think if Joe Rogan with a couple of casual oh, yeah. side glances and questions can make him look that stupid, I think it's obvious. And this, I mean, anybody like Steve Kirch or like imagine him standing up to P- Dr. Peter McCullough and having an actual debate about this. Oh, God. The guy would look right. like because the evidence at the very least shows you that it's not as sound as he says it is. I argue it's the complete other way that it prove. I think we can prove he's wrong. But just a basic overview can show you that there's reason to debate this. If you've got an entire body of peer-reviewed evidence that challenges what he's saying, you can't just not look at that, which is what they're doing. 
I mean, it's just mind-blowingly stupid. But I, I'm glad you put that out there because I, I hope Steve sees that and responds because call him out. Yeah. Make, make yeah. a statement about it. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I just wanted to make a, a little comment when you talked about like their only uh, weapons are, uh, you know, to call us conspiracy theorists. But mm-hmm. I really love that, you know, because of the mainstream media, I think Tucker, you know, talking about uh, the JFK case that yeah. people are, it's actually bringing awareness to the document that I talk about all the time, 1035-960, which weaponized the term conspiracy theorist. Yep. You know, and, and even the, yeah, even that's losing all of its its momentum. Like they don't have much anymore, you know? They Let me ask yeah. you guys this. This is an interesting point. And I, I, you know, we've seen a lot of this lately and for a long time, but more so in the last, like so many years where yeah. things are being like blatantly revealed. Yes nothing like not and it's almost like that's the whole game it's like getting yep. it to be placed and accepted and we all go oh and then fall back into place you yep. know what i mean it's yep. like we can be outraged but then nothing happens mm-hmm. what do you think about that i mean the jfk is a great example of that it's a that's- great example well i think this is i mean some people call it like the revelation method i i yeah. think a lot of it is for them to show that they're they're in power it's a way of gaslighting it's yeah. like, yeah, the, we. It's like that. Uh, that. Uh, what, what was it? The Time Magazine article when they basically bragged about rigging the election, and yeah. they really just threw it in our faces. And I, I think that's what it is. It's like, well, yeah, we call the shots. We can do what we want, and we're showing you we've done it, and we're going to do it again. And I kind of think that that's what it's about. And I think it's a way of uh, demoralizing people. I think it's a, a tactic to demoralize the masses. Yeah, I definitely think there's an element to that, too. I think people are just so consumed with themselves and and their own like what's right. They can't even see an inch past their face. Like everyone's so consumed with their own like social media or their own problems that people just. And I think that's by design, too. It's like give people so much problems in their lives and they can't break through the glass ceiling to like thrive or nobody's been given the tools in their life to you know, to, to, to do anything outside of just like, you know, working a paycheck or just like struggling, struggling, like every day is a struggle. And it's very much by design, you know, you can't break through so many things or so many roadblocks are put in place to keep people trapped. And so, uh, you know, we like to talk about solutions, like over on my show, I like to talk about solutions. Like I'm going through Richard Grove's re- uh, autonomy course. That's a great solution. I'm learning all kinds of stuff to break through that paradigm. But, uh, but people are so consumed with themselves and they don't have the tools to break out of it. But it also reminds me of uh, this meme that I saw. It's one of my favorite memes like throughout um, the whole last couple of years. It was like this guy who uh, he's like walking down the street on his phone and there's like an alien spacecraft that came down. And there's like an alien walking down the ramp of the spaceship. And he walks up to the guy and he's like, the alien's like, hey, aren't you like surprised? And the guy's like, I don't know, man. I got a lot going on right now. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> it's like, you know, they can throw funny. this stuff. Yeah, it's a great meme, but it's like, it's so true. Like, you could literally, you could literally just come out and say, hey, the, the CIA literally killed JFK, guys. Like, this country, not, nothing, your whole reality is not what you think it is. And everyone's just like, I mean, what? I mean, okay, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like I've said, like, they could literally have video of like Joe Biden, like raping and killing a kid. And everyone would just be like, yeah, I'll vote for him again. They'll, they'll vote. For, I guarantee most people would vote for him who voted for him last time, dude. Well, there's multiple things at play though. Cause I, you're right. I mean, I agree completely, but I, it's different on different sides. Right. I think that's yeah. the game. It's like, we're all being trained to, to, you know, kind of miss the forest for the trees in real time because of our partisan side of it. You know, yeah. like we're essentially on one side of it. They're like, let's take the Tucker and, and JFK. So mm-hmm. the whole side of that argument is like, Oh, Tucker. So not even gonna look at it. 
right? So simple as that, right? So it must be fake as Tucker or there must be an agenda. And I wouldn't even disagree with that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, on the other side of it, they're all completely buying exactly as it's being laid out in reverse. So I mean, the point is that there's probably a whole bunch in the middle of that, you know, yeah. like, but what I think the only reason they're allowed to even do that for have to have one side feel more secure in the fact that this is what happened mm-hmm. is because we all already know this. Like this is the re- and I and I don't mean because it's been like necessarily proven. Well, you could make an argument actually that it has been proven, and I'm sure mm-hmm. Courtney has plenty to say on that. But I, but I think that it's more about just like we're talking about, kind of establishing the conspiracy theory as a common understanding, and then moving past it, but keeping the air of conspiracy theory, right? So if you know, and it's and that just nothing will ever change is the ultimate point. And that's what I think. All good. You want to to say something, Courtney? So sorry. Yeah. No. I think nothing will change. But I think that they they're really like really trying to. You know, I I go back to gaslighting. But I think something really important to understand with this is that there's still four thousand documents that have not been disclosed. And 2017, that the law said that it all had to be revealed by 2017. And here we are. We're almost at 2023. And there's 4,000 documents that are still classified that they're not going to reveal. So there again, just it's so blatantly in your face. We can break the law. You know, it's rules for thee, not for it, not for me. Like that is that I think that that's really the crux of the message of all of this. So, you know, yes, I would argue that. And yes, we can. I mean, I think that would be a pretty long rabbit hole, but we, you know, we, yeah, I would argue it's pretty much been proven. Uh, we have lots and lots of evidence, but again, they didn't, on Tucker, it's a great example. They didn't give us, disclose any of the details. Exactly. They said, we're protecting the source, right? Well, who's the source that you're protecting? And why do they get to be protected when you're already violating the law that said that they're supposed to reveal all of the documents and all of the evidence? And the people deserve to know. And I keep saying that I really think, I mean, I think there were many reasons why they went after JFK. I, I don't think it was, you know, one-dimensional or, you know, uh, you know, like one reason, but I also think that a huge component of it was a mass scale trauma-based mind control because he was so revered and it, you know, that it was like the whole country was so in love with him. And then it was such a, it, it really was such a traumatic event to have him be assassinated. And I think that that's, you know, we, we've seen so many of those types of incidences throughout history and it, then they're able to kind of seize control of the mass population. And I think that was a huge part of it. And I think that it's, again, to just throw it in the faces of everybody who was traumatized is, yeah, okay, we're going to let you know that this is true. We're not going to tell you the details. We're not going to give you any kind of closure or any kind of just even emotional kind of catharsis. You would think that the people deserve that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, what's funny is I hadn't really connected this in my mind, surprisingly enough, with like the Twitter files point. And mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what we're talking about, right? Exactly. Yes, it is. We're being trained to take, look, that's, this is actually amazing. I can't believe I didn't think about this. Yeah. So, so we take something that we already mostly already seem to know apolitically, like it's just, this is the reality. Yeah. And, and then just state it. Don't give anything else to back it up. Just be like they said, trust me. And then we all now are talking about it based on that interview. It's the literally what I'm talking about with the Twitter files, right? Like that was a test case for something that we all know. And the same thing's happening here. Like, my my God, I think I genuinely think we are being trained to engage in a new paradigm when it comes to media. You know, we are. I, I, I think that is like indubitably true. (laughs) That's crazy. 
That is crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I had a clip here. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll play it at the end when we're done, since we're okay. getting close to the hour of a JFK thing. I played at the end of another show. But I genuinely think that there were things that he was stating, espousing that were problematic for an agenda. You know, whether I, I, I'm, I'm not sure whether I feel that there was more going on. Or it wasn't just like he was the bad guy and they were or the good guy and he was they were the bad guys. There's more to it. It's usually more nuanced. But yeah. I think it's interesting at the end that I will play it. It's just that the idea that they, the U.S. government should not be like the force telling everybody around the world what to do is kind of one of the points he was making. And it's like that's obviously a, kind of a sticky point for the agenda for the well, empire, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think he was not only saying that the government shouldn't be, but that the government is actually beholden to a higher power beyond that, which is antithetical to the notion of uh, us being a sovereign nation with self-governance. Yeah, That's really what he was pointing to. He was alluding to that. And I, I think, again, I think there are many reasons that they were not such big fans of his, but that was a huge one, definitely a, a thorn in their side. Well, here's an interesting overlap, and this is where I was going with the Hotez thing, and I showed this earlier. This was, Alice Morrow showed me this, so it's August 2022. Will the anti-vaccine activism, which, by the way, remember, he just called a, a, a global violent, whatever the term he used, like global threat, violence-wise, everywhere, in the U.S., revert, will it reverse global goals? And what are the global goals, of course, that he literally references? The Sustainable Development Goals. The world is anti-vaccine activism. You see my point? Like these things are being lumped together, but just to cut to the chase, the point is what he says here at the end. And I recommend you all read this because it is alarming. Mm. But the end point about the conclusion, he basically says that uh, if we wish to halt a global decrease in vaccinations, we cannot allow vaccine refusal to continue to accelerate. That's not right. What do you do about it? What do you do about it, Hotez? Well, that's the scary part is where Mm -hmm. he goes with among the potential recommendations is an expanded application of social science to the study of anti-vaccine active activities and so on, collecting, analyzing disinformation jointly with the WHO, global health organizations, because Mm. so much U.S. anti-vaccine aggression, aggression is currently linked to political extremism. I mean, it's not this is a a bipartisan pushback. It's that's, that's so ridiculous. Like, there's no aggression from us. We're just saying no. Like, there's no aggression. We're saying no, and we're holding our ground. And all like, I we're not like, like I'm not like super political, dude. Like, I'm not political at all. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm out. I'm out of the whole system. So you can well, call me whatever you want. But what's no interesting aggression. is he's not talking about pol- like the he's literally saying that your at your words are the are the violence. Like that he's the global aggression yeah. is the activism that causes people to not take injections, which then causes people to die. It's not, it's literally that abstract. Mm-hmm. That's what they're arguing. And it says, even it influences elected officials. We must also recognize the limits of health and uh, realities, seeking outside advice from experts in Homeland security, <laughs> justice, commerce, even the U S state department is essential. In addition to seeking help from the various United nations agencies, anti-vaccine activism. So you having your opinion, that's it now costs human lives on scales that exceed global terrorism or other established threats. So you having your opinion and actively speaking about it, that's it Mm -hmm. in his Mm -hmm. mind exceeds global terrorism. And it says, we must recognize the depth and breadth of this anti-vaccine activism and its detriment to global security. (laughs) My God. Okay. That is alarming. Well, let's have a debate. Let's have a debate. Hotez, you bring your best people and you sit down and have like a debate with McCullough and uh right. and and Steve Kirsch and have Ryan on too for the heck of it right and like and like Ryan could mod- now nah, well you might not be a good moderator you well, could they be don't on their side I'm, they think and, I'm biased but but yeah yeah but but you could be on the side with like Steve Kirsch and all them so that's what i'm saying like like Hotez you're a coward 
you're a coward and you're a chicken shit for this. Like you don't, you know, it's straight up, man. Like I don't, this is, this is, this is, you're throwing around big words, man. So we can throw around big words too. Like, I feel like you are an absolute coward and you don't have anything to back up what you're saying. Like you, you've got, you've got all this like tobacco science to back up what you're saying, but you won't, yeah. you won't come on like, like a man of honor and actually have a debate and have a discussion. Let's flesh this out. It shouldn't be about whether or not like, you can prove your side. Like, let's find out the truth. Why don't we find out the truth? If we were all operating under the, the, the guise of let's figure out the truth. Hey, maybe we are completely wrong about all this vaccine stuff. Maybe they, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to humanity. Help me understand that. Hotez, help me understand that. But until then, if you're unwilling to have the debate, then we're going to continue to have to just bring our information out and all these little guerrilla channels that we do. But, uh, but, but, you know, you're, you're, you're not, doing this in an honorable truthful way you're you're leveraging the power of like you know the 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 global security apparatus to like stop this when if we were all about the truth we could just sit down and have a conversation like this is something that could be hashed out with a conversation you don't need to like leverage like these like international like militaries against us you know what i mean that's how we that's how i know you're wrong is that you're resorting to using your your position of power and influence to leverage military power against us instead of just having a debate like yeah. that's insane. Think about how crazy that is. I yeah. mean, like how what a coward that really is to not be like instead of just like all you're you're literally talking about marshalling world governance power to stop us from having an opinion. Yeah. I mean that it's just mind blowing how, how dangerous the opinion is. It, it, this is counter to our very concept of freedom in this in a worldwide sense, but specifically the U.S. Constitution. But they don't care about any of this, mm-hmm. right? I, I definitely think it's because of what I have highlighted right there. I think there's an overlap here to the Great Reset, the yes. development goals, the Gen 2030, and this has all been there. I mean, don't forget ID 2020 in the United States, which kind of seemingly just kind of got warped into what's happening now. That was set long before COVID, and that was a digital ID, a vaccine passport. All of it continuing. We just don't pretend like that wasn't there. You know, I yeah. mean, it's obvious, I think. Right. Well, COVID is a certification of vaccine identification, mm. right? AI. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's absolutely, this is the sustainable development goals. And when you look into those, you know, they talk about by 2050, that there will be a complete di- uh, dissolution of all nation states. And so that's essentially what they're alluding to here is that they're subverting the, and uh, have you guys seen the uh, amendments to the WHO treaty? Yeah, right, the new pandemic treaty, and yeah, and that's exactly what the, this basically is, you know, addressing is that there there is no sovereignty, and that the, the, as soon as they declare any kind of emergency, they have complete power, and yeah. that the United States Constitution gets completely subverted. So exactly. this is this is um, the irony of all of this is that they keep using the word activism, but really that's what they're doing. They're they're engaged in praxis. This would be like Marxist praxis. That's exactly what it is. And it is all to serve the global agenda and to subvert any uh, national sovereignty and then, of course, any individual sovereignty. Mm. And they love to push back on that. They're like, no, we're not going to undermine your sovereignty. But, I mean, you read – I read the EU representation of that because they all have their own local, you know, outlines. Mm-hmm. Of this, and it just over the top. It literally talks about, you know, ensuring global governance. I mean, they come right out and say it. And that's it, – it, I mean, you could talk about global governance on Twitter right now and they'll be like, mm, conspiracy theory. And they're literally outlining it in bullet points. And here's how we achieve this. It's just like, come on, guys, you gotta wake up. My favorite is uh, on the uh, like World Economic Forum uh, like videos when they're yeah. talking about like the the global uh, agenda, and then they uh, and they talk about the new world order, and right. then underneath I, YouTube will say the new world order is a conspiracy theory. It's like I mean, uh, they're literally 
<laughs> talking Ryan. about it, and it's the people who are who are advancing it. Mm-hmm. Ryan, have you seen that? You know what she's talking about? Yeah, where it has the the, the underneath the YouTube yeah. video, yeah, the fact area. check, the fact check. Yes. It's literally right. under the YouTube channel World Government Summit web yep. thing, and yep. then or no, 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 it's it's yeah, well, yeah, it's like no, it World was. Government it's something. World Government Summit, right? The backdrop it says uh, World Government Summit, <laughs> and the title, the title of the epi- the title of the video is Are We Ready for a New World Order? Right, and, and then and then the fact check says the new world the no new world order is a conspiracy theory, yeah. about a world government, and it's like whoa, dude. This is what I mean. This is the gaslighting. <laughs> it's in your face. They're showing you that they're in power and they don't care that, you know, in fact, they want you to know because they want you to know that they can do whatever they want. It's the same as the Great Reset. We saw that too, right? Yeah. Where they were like it's it's a conspiracy theory, and the video is like call it's by them talking about it. You know, it's just it's so silly. And that that was a great example. And whether that's them being confusing or that's just like the algorithm that hasn't been updated, where they're still calling that a conspiracy theory, and then they just you know it's who knows. But yeah, overall, I think it's pretty obvious that this is a game being played here. Uh, you just threw me the, the link here. Well, I put that in there just for the notes. We can show it. Why not? Looks like I might be echoing on my end. And again. we're echoing again, yes. But I mean, I think we're. we're... <coughs> Sorry, General. I know you got to get out of here soon, Scott, so we can wrap it up here. And you I got guys about fifteen to... minutes. I got about fifteen minutes. Okay, okay. cool. Well, I mean, I we, I think we're a good place unless you guys want to bring anything else up you want to get into. Uh, I think I don't know. I'm curious where that echo's coming from. Testing, <laughs> testing, 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 testing. Okay, it, it seemed like it kicked back in. I think we're good. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan, did you say you had another video you wanted to play or? Yeah, I think you did initially. You're in the pilot oh, sheet, no, I, seat, I, I, so. I had the, uh, the one I was going to play on the way out. But I mean, if we okay. wanted, I, I was going to bring up another topic that I wanted to get into. Yeah. Uh, Do it. Yeah. This is interesting. So I, Ryan, I your, your volume just dropped way down and the echo is just overwhelming right now. Oh, I don't it's hear always, this echo. It's usually this point, I'm pointing the show. Where the audio starts messing with us. Well, yeah, I, I was <laughs> muted, guys, so it's probably, it sounds like it's on one of your ends. But while that was happening, I still hear it. But you know what? Okay. Now you're muted. Now I don't. Now I don't hear anything. Okay. Well, let's, let's just wrap it here, anyways, guys, since we're okay. seeming okay. you know, jumping into it. But uh, now I can hear you, though. That was a great conversation, and I think we we covered some important things. You guys can look forward to a lot more coming your way. From mm-hmm. you know, you know, I think we're. I don't know what we've said on general like weekly, monthly, what we're doing, but we're going to have a lot more work coming your way from this podcast, dialectical dissidents, and a lot more exciting things coming your way in general. Looking forward to officially announcing this coming up next month. I'm excited. Yeah. we got a lot of fun things coming your way. Anything yeah. you guys want to shout out, talk about before we wrap up today? Uh, well, I'll do, well, let's do it. Let's plug our stuff. Let's plug our stuff. So we got, make sure you guys check out the last American Vagabond Substack. That's, we got all kinds of really good stuff going on over there. Um, I just dropped a video about research tips and tricks that you may not have heard about how to use Google as a tool uh, against them. It's a really, really powerful search technique. Um, the other one is, uh, so just a public service announcement, you guys, Grand Theft World is on tonight, okay? Because usually they do Sunday nights, but because of the holiday, they're doing tonight. So tonight is the Grand Theft World deep dive. I figured I'd shout them out. Um, and then I'm over at Rebunk.News. I've got a big year-end wrap-up show on Thursday with uh, Frank Cavanaugh, who is the former bass player of the band Filter. You know that song, "Hey Man, Nice Shot," right? So he's he's the he's like a hardcore truther now. And then the great Matt Baker from San Diego and senior producer at Infowars, Mr. Rob Dew, is going to come on. We're going to do a year-end wrap-up, so it'll be fun. And uh, yeah, that's about it, man. So rebunk.news for all the links. Very cool. 
I'm Courtney Turner and uh, the Courtney Turner podcast. You can go to CourtneyTurner.com, which I spell like Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-E-N-A-Y, Turner, T-U-R-N-E-R.com. And I'm on all the links. I actually did make a new YouTube also. It is uh, the initials for the Courtney Turner podcast. So the uh, TCTP, Truth Sleuths, is Mm. the new YouTube. Yeah, so... And that one's uh, starting to grow, so that's exciting. I also have a new Twitter because I have not been reinstated on Twitter. So I'm at, yeah, (laughs) so I'm at Kinetic Courts. And uh, yeah, now they show the impressions and I get like three impressions Mm -hmm. per post. So yeah, so it'd be great if you can go over there and support that. Go give her some love, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> Courtney's dude. Courtney's doing such good work. Like she has her, just had Richard Grove on. Like she just nobody works harder than than Courtney. Like it's it's insane, you guys. So go give her Thank some love. You. Thank you. Very yeah, cool. we're gonna and Richard's gonna join for the next. I did a a, a podcast all on the dialectic. So cool. And it was uh, with Dr. James Lindsay, Jay Dyer, oh, yeah. and Stephen Coughlin. And Richard's gonna join in person for the next one. So what? He's coming yeah. here. Wait a minute. He's coming here. He's coming here. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know. How did you not tell me about this? Okay. All right. <laughs> I did, I did, but I'm okay. announcing it publicly here. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. Maybe, was it? Was this the other day when I was at your house? You said that? Yeah. I must have, okay, that must have just fell you right out of my ear. I, must, your head. I think I, I texted it to you too, but yeah. I didn't know. Oh. I did not know about this information, so there you go. Oh. So well, okay. I, I had the privilege of putting in Courtney's garbage disposal the other day. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I really appreciate it. I saw the handyman post. Yes. There you go. That's how we roll. So awesome. Totally. totally. And uh, we're going to be doing an event. So we're looking at March 18th. And uh, so, yeah, so all, both of you are going to be there. And uh, yeah, I'm going to perform again. We'll have lots of bands involved. And- yep. So March. Okay. So that's the, okay. So tentatively, guys, March 18th, mark yep. calendars, come to Nashville. It's going to be off the hook. I guarantee it. Yeah. More, yeah. more will but be revealed. There are already so many people who are like well, either who have already agreed to be a part of the you know the event or who want to come. So yeah, yeah it should be awesome. Yeah, yep. be fun. I think I'll be playing. I'm. I think. Right yeah, you time. are. Yeah, looking forward to it, guys. It'll be it'll be fun. A lot of good good names coming as well. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, it should be really. It should be awesome. Yeah, we have spe- mm-hmm. a lot of speakers, and uh, mm-hmm. I think we should. We're going to be doing a little bit of an announcement there as well. So yep, yep, yep. yeah, awesome. Awesome. Well, outstanding. Well, look forward to more coming your way, guys. And, uh, you know, it's, I'm really, we're all really excited about where this is going. And, uh, you know, we eat, you know, right now in particular, make sure that you're supporting each, you know, if you want to support Courtney's podcast specifically, make sure you reach out and support her. Cause right now, the, right now, the work in general is individual, but we're bringing this together. And so once we officially announce the pirate stream, that's where we're going to give you an opportunity to support that specifically. Yeah. So I just want to shout that out in general. So make sure it support everybody here, support independent media. And thank you all for being here. We'll see you next time. Peace. Yay.